There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's BudPod117. 117. Lucky number seven. Have you seen Lucky number seven? Good film. Lucky number seven was surprisingly popular. You know how like random movies are just popular at your school? Yeah. Yeah. And you think, what about this one film that like over the course of my life, I won't meet that many people who are like super into it. It just took hold among a a minimum number of of 14 year olds, you know? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I know what you mean. We in my in my boarding house just in our room one my roommate just got us really into green street hooligans that film did you ever watch that film? <laughs> yeah that was big in the some guys at uh, my school's boarding house were two of them in particular were big fans of green street green street with elijah wood as an american and um an english actor playing uh a millwall i think is millwall right millwall fan yeah, well, he's English, but he's he's from Yorkshire. Yeah, he's from Yorkshire. He has to do a Cockney accent, and it like it makes his Cockney accent makes Dick Van Dyke look like a chimp, like a, look like Harry. What's his name? That football manager. He look. He makes Dick. Van, he makes Dick Van Dyke look like a real Eastender. That's all I'm trying to say. Because this guy's accent is so bad. It's so yeah. it's laughable. But I remember when I was watching um Harry Redknapp, Harry Redknapp. Um when I was watching Green Sea Hooligans as a 14-15 year old, I was mm. like, "Wow, what an what an <laughs> authentic uh, look behind the the screen of uh, 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 the the firms, the football firms. God, this is so authentic and real." I thought I thought yeah. such a good movie, and I, I think I watched like a little bit of it maybe two years ago, and it is unwatchable. It is unwatchable. It is <laughs> laughable. There's a great supercut of the guy who plays the main guy doing a Cockney accent that is just hilarious. Uh, no. It's so bad. What do you think Elijah Wood thinks of it in hindsight? I bet he's forgotten he did it. <laughs> Although he's not done many films, has he really? No, well, it'd be funny if you showed him a screening of it and it was like in a, I don't know, a, a, a movie where someone's lost their memory and they're like, who are you? Where did you get this? <laughs> just freaking out. I've never been to London. What? <laughs> Green Street. Green Street, yeah. And um, the bit of lucky number 11, if it's what I'm remembering, there's a bit where... Bruce Willis kills someone and leaves them on a chair. Mm-hmm. That's right, isn't it? I think yeah. There's there is that sort of thing in there. It's very good. Yeah, it's, very good. I, I, it's referred to in the movie as the Kansas City Shuffle. The way he kills the guy. Yeah, leaving a dead guy in a chair at a bus stop. Oh, let me look it up. Hang on, Kansas City's. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, 
Lucky number 11, yeah, it's Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Josh Hartnett. Yeah. It's, oh, okay, the title of the tune refers to an advanced form of a bait-and-switch confidence game. Okay, so it is a real thing. Oh, wow. What's the real thing? In order for the, the Kansas City Shuffle. Right. And sp- As in it's a real, like a, like a con, like, like three-card Monty. Yeah, but specifically to do with leaving a dead body in a bus stop. No, 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 I'm about to tell you what. Okay. Hang on. So, uh, in order for the confidence game to be a Kansas City shuffle, the mark must be aware that he is involved in a con, Mm. but also be wrong about how the con artist is planning to deceive him. Wow. Two layers. Wow. The con artist will attempt to misdirect the mark in a way that leaves him with the impression that he's figured out the game and has the knowledge necessary to outsmart the con artist. But by attempting to retaliate... The mark unwittingly performs an action that helps the con artist to further the scheme. This sounds so complicated. It sounds too difficult. I'd be—I could never be a con man. It's not that complicated. It's just going like, um, "What's brown and sticky?" Poo- oh, I know this joke. Poo. No, a stick. <laughs> it's just swapping the answer depending on what they say. It seems, you know. <laughs> So okay. the title the title refers to a situation where the con man bets the mark money. He can't identify what state Kansas City is in. Right. Okay. The mark. So the mark, guessing that the con man was hoping to trick him into saying Kansas, right, says the most famous Kansas City, Missouri, as his answer. Right. So like oh, I know what you're doing. I'm going to say Missouri, and then the con man then reveals there is a much less well-known Kansas City in Kansas, actually. Right, right, right. So that's how you do it. So the the Kansas City show is specifically to do with this question. Well, that the, the the question it's just an example, is it? Is the most famous example from which the trick gets its name and is referenced in a famous song? Okay, okay, okay. Um, it's not. It's. I wouldn't say it's like. Um, you know, nuclear physics level complicated. No, no, it's. But we didn't know about any of this shit. I just found this. I didn't know it even had a Wikipedia page. It does. Have you seen Ocean? Uh, we've talked. Oh, we've spoken about Ocean's Eleven and um, Don Cheadle's. Well, we, I'm, I'm speaking of bad Cockney oh. accents. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. I mean, Don Cheadle's. Accent. Why did they make him Cockney? They could they not? <laughs> could they not? Was did it not enter their head that there are black people in England? Uh, do you remember um do you remember when we were in america with our friend jason who is from england and black and americans just could not fucking believe it yeah yeah i I i think um i've heard this before from black british people that when they go to america black americans lose their mind americans in general lose their mind yeah that uh, uh oh um Stephen K. Amos had that routine. Yeah, that's about right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's real. I mean, I like, obviously it was a funny routine, and you go, "Oh, whatever." Haha. I'm sure it's based on reality. But when we were there with Jason, it was genuinely like, I swear, we were in a in a we were just having like food outside of a restaurant once, and people like came up to us to talk to us about it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think in Boston. Right? Maybe. Maybe. Oh my god! But people would like look over at us. Oh my like, god! Did you hear those guys? <laughs> Did you hear how they sounded? 
Uh, hey, Pierre, guess who's yeah. got two thumbs and one thumb is quite painful because he got a vaccine injected into that arm. <laughs> this guy. I'm, well, I, I've oh, only managed man. one thumb, actually. They injected it under your thumbnail like you're a heroin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was it the only vein they could find, Phil? I, yeah, I, I said, I said I, I'll only take Bill Gates' microchip if he puts it in my thumb so that I can at yeah. least use it to, like, get through the barriers at the uh, the underground with my thumb. Like, bloop. Yeah, you can you can Apple Pay That's using right. your thumb. If the waiter says that'll be a hundred pounds, you just thumbs up. Boop. <laughs> As you agree to it with a thumbs up, it's paid for. Everyone's delighted. And I have to say, it was such an uplifting experience. Yeah, it it really was. And you know what, Pierre? I felt so happy and so proud to be British being administered a German-Turkish vaccine by European national uh, nurses. Uh, <laughs> what nationality was your nurse? Uh, there, were, there were two people. There was the lady who met me and like, yeah. talked me through some, some stuff. And she was spa- maybe Spanish or Mediterranean. Maybe Spanish. And then another guy came in with a real swagger. Yeah, he was a black guy, uh, but he had an accent that was maybe Frenchy, so maybe like from a French-speaking country in Africa. I wasn't sure, or just from France, or somewhere completely else. I have no idea. It could be from like France or Senegal. Or- yeah, something like that. But he he really like he swaggered in and he like so sat down and <laughs> and he just like kind of nodded at it. He's like, she asked you the questions. I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like I've been interrogated by the police. <laughs> and then and then he's like are you happy to get Pfizer and he's like really like serious about it and and then he got up and got my asked me what what, what? <laughs> it's like are you right-handed and I was like what and she's like are you right-handed and he wasn't quite he wasn't exactly <laughs> like that but he did have to repeat it and I was like yeah I'm right-handed and, and he's like well let's go with the left arm shall we <laughs> and I was like okay this is intense and then um, and then he went for it in, in the old left arm there and then he just swaggered out of the cubicle, um, like he was just dropping in, like like each cubicle was a a saloon in a western. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I went right in. Um, it wasn't as painful as I I I was so looking forward to it and getting the jab. But it always happens when I get inoculation. The five minutes beforehand, my mind just goes. You're gonna get a needle in your arm. You're gonna, and I'm. I've never had a problem with needles. I'm. I'm right until really? the five minutes before my body suddenly goes. What the fuck are you doing? You're gonna get a needle in your arm. I'm not afraid. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm, and my I can feel my arm start to like tense and tingle a bit, and I have to like, I have to you know just calm down and pace myself. Really? That's so. How, has that always been the case? Um, I. I I, I get a little panicky in medical situations, but only right before the thing is going to happen. Okay, well... Do you I mean, not get anything at all? I, I, I think maybe when I was small, but, like, I, I kind of willed myself to... Like, I, like, if I get my blood taken for a blood test, I watch them push that thing in there. Boy. Really? No, I don't I look. watch it go in, and I watch that little tube fill up with dark, dark blood. 
Bloody hell. So if you get a jab in your shoulder, are you looking over at your shoulder to watch the needle go in? Yeah, I want to make sure I get my money's worth. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. <laughs> That's weird. Do you know what's weird is like, if I get my blood taken for a thing, I watch them put it in, and then I watch my blood start to fill up the little tube. I don't like and... that. I don't like that. I don't like watching that. Well, so like my thing, I think mine might be like a disguised disliking it because... Watching it happen, my mind is like so overwhelmed with the fact that I'm a full, just a, a tube of yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, that's unpleasant. But then, like, my first instinct is to laugh like the fucking Joker. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, like like the Joker is this podcast's catchphrase. I don't know if you know, know realize that. Do you think? Yeah, we say we say it so much. We say something and we go, "What?" Like the Joker. We say it all the time. I think, I think it's our generation's like try-hard edge lord right. reference point, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else would laugh at watching their own blood pour out of the arm? <laughs> um, like an Irvin Welsh character, maybe. Yeah, an Irvin Welsh character. He'd laugh in in, in Scottish dialect. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, like H A E H A E. Ho, 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 H-A-W, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I got I got Pfizer for Phil. Bang in the left shoulder. And what? Filza. Filza. I got Filza Biontech. And my shoulder caned for a day. Like, really? Really hurt. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I woke up that in the middle of the night like, oh, oh, like my shoulder was just hurting so much. Nothing else, though. Nothing else. I didn't get to feel sick or nauseous at all. It's just... Really? No fever? No nope, nothing? nope, nothing. Clean, baby. Just the pain in the shoulder. Just a clean hit? Yeah. Was it in like a huge aircraft hangar? That's where I have to imagine people getting their vaccines, even though it's often a chemist. This one was down the road. Um, and I live quite central, so it's... Um, it was in like a conference center or something? Yes. I've got my first one booked in uh, for about eight or nine days away. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Looking forward to it. Apparently, if you had COVID and if you had long COVID, even the first dose of the vaccine, like, really makes, like, that makes you feel amazing, like, clears up a lot of shit. Oh, really? I've heard it's been quite widely reported on, yeah. Now, um, that doesn't, I wouldn't understand how that would work, because it's a, it's, vaccines are preventative, right? Uh, or, unless it well, teaches create... your, your antibodies to f- start fighting what's still in you. Is that the idea? Yeah, and like you get a like you get an antibody boost because nice. that's what the vaccine does. Like makes your body make some. Um, so maybe it does something. Yeah, I mean it's it could be placebo or, or um, it could be the real deal, depending. But mm. I'm, I'm happy to believe it. I'll, I'll report back. But uh, mm. well, maybe I'll suddenly feel like I used to. I'll be like Willy Wonka when he when he rolls and stands up. I I feel broadly the same as I did before although i do have this insatiable urge to buy microsoft products i've bought the full new office suite i've subscribed to the updates that i don't need and i've got a zune very hard to find very difficult to find but it got me a zune uh, yeah do, I, um, I i know I... someone um who got covid really badly like in the first lockdown yeah. like early on really really badly he was in hospital for a while and he's like our age and it was genuinely touch and go um he got really really badly but and it was like he was out of it for a week a couple of months maybe yeah um but the antibodies he he's now 
like a super like his antibody system is insanely strong against COVID now because of how badly he went through it. So much so that he goes into the hospital like once a month to have his to donate antibodies. Like he's now this right. insane COVID antibody factory because he got it so bad. <laughs> He's like um, the guy or um, the little girl in the zombie film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who's he's Ellie, he's Ellie in um, The Last of Us. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I See, I, I offered the NHS my antibodies, but they didn't get back to me. They, all, they, have, they have this guy's. They don't need him. That's true. That's, uh, to be fair, yeah, they've, got, they've got Bruce Banner coming in <laughs> and hulking out into some test tubes. That sounds like wanking. I didn't mean that. I am... Um... Um, I met, I, that's very cool. I met a fan in the queue, which is real nice. Lorenzo, you met a fan in the Lorenzo, queue. Lorenzo, shout out to Lorenzo, another another EU national. <laughs> no um, way. Yeah, he's. Um, I saw on Instagram later that after our meeting, he bought a couple of tickets to my. I saw after our meeting on Instagram that he bought a couple of tickets to my Palladium show. Nice. That is guerrilla marketing, Pierre. Stand in the queue for a vaccine. Yeah chat to people about what you do <laughs> you'll guarantee that no one will drop out on the day because they caught COVID that's true exactly yeah yeah it's real you're really engaging in some selective bias for healthy audience members <laughs> yeah it's like a, a entertainment eugenics um Speaking of entertainment and not eugenics, thanks to all the podbuds who came to my Soho run yes the Soho run is um, Soho done for now for now, extra date, 7th, 8th, 9th of June, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, 9 p.m. If you couldn't make the 7 p.m., it is later this time. Oh, lovely. The extra dates. Pierre uh, after week. dark. <laughs> Late night novelli. Pierre, uncut, uncensored. Do you remember there was like a boom period in the noughties of where there was a version of a thing and then there'd be the uncensored version of the thing? Like, I swear every movie yeah. had a, an uncensored version. There was loads of that going around back when the DVD market was a thing. Yeah, it all all the same red be- stri- sticker strap banner across I don't know American Pie Four, uncensored. Yeah. And it's like, what? Who's going to see the censored version of American Pie? Also, <laughs> yeah, but like, even the censored like the censored version would be like a fifteen or whatever, right? Mm. And then the uncensored version, if you ever watched it, if you were like a, a desperately horny teenager, if you ever bothered to track down <laughs> an, unces- an uncensored version of a film with an entire plot to get through, not just some porn, <laughs> which would obviously be much more efficient, but you want to see the uncensored film. And it's always like, oh, remember that scene where they're like in the jacuzzi and then the dog jumps in and it's very funny? Um, in the uncensored version, it's about it's about um, 63 minutes into the runtime. Uh, the girls who are topless in the jacuzzi and you don't see their breasts and nipples because of the bubbles and the censored version in this one you do because they get out because they run away from the dog. Right. It'll be like that. Yeah. And you go, come on. Whereas it's presented <laughs> as if like... There's a, there are whole extra scenes, just full sex scenes. <laughs> yeah, there's whole extra scenes where like people who are actual non-sexual, non-porn star celebrities unaccountably just bang and jizzle <laughs> over each other. <laughs> In this com- otherwise completely comedy-based movie, <laughs> it's like <laughs> if all those celebrities were just in a in a in a porno which had some slapstick in. Yeah, it's never there. It's a bum shot. 
But anyway, um, Pierre's extra date, he will not be wearing trousers. It'll just be your velvet, yeah. his velvet jacket, and then penis and balls <laughs> and hairy legs. <laughs> well, my my, uh, my I'm so my legs are so fat now from all my eating that I very nearly had to do that as a matter of course. I had to take just whip off your trousers. My... No, no, we wouldn't get them on. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't get them on. I I did get some trousers on in the end, but yeah, uh, yeah. If I keep if I keep eating the way I'm eating, which is the way that a man who knows he's going to prison for life would eat, <laughs> um, then <laughs> then there will be trouble. Um, so I need to stop that. And uh, yeah, I will probably still be wearing jeans on stage. Yep. Unfortunately, no shame in that. Yeah. No shame in seventh, that. eighth. 7th, 8th, 9th of June. Phil's Palladium Recorders on the 12th. If if you were to sell one of your legs, Pierre, as um, like an artisan jamón ibérico, <laughs> how much do you think they, that would go for? Because, I mean, like a normal size one goes for like hundreds of euros, one leg. Oh. Surprisingly expensive. Real shock on uh. on my trip to Spain when I was 19 and with no money. <laughs> I was like, I'll just have a couple of slices of that nice ham, please. Si, senor. Slice, slice, 20 euros, please. Yep. Yeah, you got to buy the whole leg if you want to make it worth your while. Buy it its own seat on the plane home. How much do you think one of your um, legs would get? Oh, I'm, I would, I'd, be a, I'd be a surprised if we didn't hit uh, quadruple figures. Yeah. It, yeah, yours is the magnum of, of jamón ibéricos. They're big old legs. How big is a jamón iberico? I'm going to look this up. That's a full pig's leg, I guess. It's a full pig's leg in here. Hoof to hoof to hip. I think that's that's the phrase. From hoof to hip, it's jamón iberico. From hoof to hip. Also, to be fair, I I also only eat acorns that naturally drop from trees. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the black Iberian pig. Yeah, you you can use wow. some pierres uh, to search for truffles. Yes, um, often what people will do to make it less expensive to to raise me is uh, is to have me find truffles while they fatten me up with acorns. Yeah, truffle hunting has always sounded to me like the most badass, terrifying thing because it's Italian farmers wandering around the forest with a pig on a leash and they've got shotguns because truffles are so valuable. It's, <laughs> if, they, if you come across a truffling Italian man in the forest, run, because he will shoot your head off rather than let you know where the truffles are. Well, quite right. I mean, uh, what are you doing in the pig woods anyway? <laughs> oh, you're not from around these pots, are you? <laughs> oh, you, you look lost, boy. <laughs> These truffles are amazing, and they're mine and my pigs, so uh, you better be scurrying on then, wouldn't you? I don't I don't know what the bloody hell you think you're doing coming around my gaff like this. <laughs> These are my ends. My family's okay. been native for, to Tuscany for... Hundreds of years now, mate. And you think you're going to come around my gaff and take my mushrooms? I don't think so. You're having a laugh. (laughs) Get him, Napoleon. (laughs) (laughs) 
if you think I'm I'm gonna let you just have my, my mushrooms that are so valuable and delicious, you're having a fucking laugh, mate. <laughs> Iberico ham is illegal in America. What? Yeah. The food that First is legal Google- in America, and then <laughs> and this is illegal. The first, um, oh, okay, so this uh, CNN Money article. Frank Ferroni, one of the owners of La Española Meats in Los Angeles. Frank Ferroni, you want a big pig's leg, I, Dr. Frank Ferroni. Um, a premier importer of Spanish food says he has no idea why the bureaucrats in the USDA allow only two of the more than 50 large purveyors of Serrano hams to be imported to the U.S. shores. Huh. How intriguing. Wow. I mean, the amount of delicious European foods the Americans are willing to buy before child assault rifles. (laughs) I mean, is it just like protective American meat tariffs or something? I mean, I don't know. I think it is just like they... If if it's something that hasn't been like completely like irradiated and boiled, then they don't want to let it in. Yeah. Like unpasteurized milk or cheese you can't get in america either i think right 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 cheese like i i saw loads of memes so well okay let me just settle this thing first of all so the back leg of a pig normally weighs between seven and eight and a half kilos good good i mean my legs weigh a, a lot more than yeah. that yeah i mean so yeah i i would i would say i would hope to get well over a thousand pounds well over a thousand pounds. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I've just seen one hundred percent Iberico ham leg on the bone for seven two five. Wow, pounds. Yeah. Imagine buying a full leg of Iberico ham for your just personally. <laughs> just for your cupboard. <laughs> just for sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, just for sandwiches, just for work, put them in a little Tupperware box, whistle like Fred Flintstone, boop doo, just going along. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, so, okay, so a separate, a separate thing that I discovered 
Because the, so the only reason I just saw that Iberico ham was like illegal is because it was the suggested Google question, right? Why is Serrano Iberico ham illegal in the US? Well, I said, why is Iberico ham illegal? Oh. <laughs> so obviously I clicked that thinking, well, it's not illegal. But obviously Google is mainly American. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So I kept seeing these memes about how expensive cheese is. You... Oh, you keep seeing memes about how expensive cheese is. What, just generally expensive? I saw a few memes about cheese being expensive. Right. Or that mentioned the expense of cheese. This is just, you know, in such a this way. This is in your day-to-day social media life, is it? Well, sometimes I go on websites where it's just memes. It's just random memes. Ah. That's how I kill hours I, of my I didn't valuable realize you time. Did that. <laughs> yeah. It's an absolute waste of time, and often I leave more annoyed than I am amused. <laughs> okay, so there are memes about how cheese is expensive. Or memes that mention it or refer to it in such a way that it appears to be presumed knowledge. Okay. So, obviously, this makes me think, well, most of the internet stuff we see comes from America. America's cultural dominance is 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 so huge, it's, it's to the point where it's causing problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I just went down this rabbit hole of like, well, apparently cheese is expensive in America. Hmm. It's not why they have all those craft slices. Because the real cheese is prohibitively expensive. But then like cheese is such a part of like, they put it on everything. I know, but it's always just craft slices. It's never like cheddar. (sighs) America's weird. So here we go. <clears throat> oh, sorry, excuse me. Is this an explanation for the expensive cheese? Well, so apparently it's basically impossible to import cheese. Okay, right. And also because of the scale of America, it's like impossible to have like a, a family-owned cheese-making facility. So like, or it's like much harder. Mm. But yeah, French French cheese basically can't get in because. Here we go, because it's not pasteurized, or it's often uh, not pasteurized. But there's loads, like, just Google, like, why is cheese expensive? And it's just, like, page after page of, like, ask Jeeves, like, ask whatever it is, like, blah, blah, question, Quora, all these websites where you ask questions of other people who don't fucking know anything. Yahoo answers, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, yeah, the Americans have had expensive cheese this whole time. They have. Yeah, they have had expensive cheese to hold out. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor guys, poor people. Americans, please let us know what's going on with you and cheese. Yeah, what is the problem? What is your problem? It's old milk. I mean, you've got milk. Ironically, pasteurization, French invention. Yeah, and they hate him for it. (laughs) (laughs) A prophet is always despised in his own land, Phil. Uh, cheese is your that, that, that's your Achilles heel isn't it Pierre you, you love your cheese uh, I love fat and salt <laughs> if you can show me something with fat and salt in it I'm on board mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sugar not so much sugar not so much yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the same yeah yeah if you if you say to me what's got fat and salt in it I'm already like before you finish talking it's in my mouth <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, eating cheese on its own. I'm like, if it's out, if I'm like, yeah, right. But I've, I, I've never seen opportunity to just have cheese. 
You know what I mean? Maybe if I have a yeah. dinner party and I can't be asked to make a starter, I'll put out some cheese. But, um, but yeah, do you sit down and just have cheese? Um, you have it with stuff. Yeah, mm, uh, like just on a cracker. You could have it on a cracker or part of like a. You could make yourself a plowman's thing or like cheese and bread and an apple and you oh. know like sam- or put it on a sandwich. Or- like you're a hobbit traveling to Mordor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Wow, I didn't realize you were a plowman, Pierre. Oh no, I don't do this because I don't. I try not to keep cheese in the house for the same reason a recovering alcoholic tries not to keep vodka in the house. <laughs> What's your favorite type of cheese? Ooh. Um, What's your Achilles cheese? My Achilles cheese. I just like it all, man. Cheddar, brie, Gruyere. Gruyere. Gruyere for Pruyere. Gruyere. Halloumi, although halloumi is kind of a meme cheese, like people. Yeah, halloumi is kind of a miracle cheese. To go, I don't know how it works. Yeah, but they've decided to go on about how much they love halloumi, and it's 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 good. But I mean, you know, it's very tasty. And if you like salt, oh my goodness, do you like the bluey stinkies? Uh, yeah, I'll dabble in a, in a in a bluey stinky. Someone called Pierre has got to love a bluey stinky. <laughs> Sometimes you'll see a green one. Ooh, yum 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 yum. You like rock four? Ooh, Santa yeah. Girl. Oh, um, yes, Santa Girl, and and uh, uh, oh, what's the bloody one that's full of like garlic? Oh, garlic cheese. No, it's like it's it's. Oh God, I need to know what this is called. It's going to bug me. You know what I love? A Compte. You ever had a Compte? Compte, Compte, a fr- hard French cheese. Oh yeah, bloody delish. Blood delish. Um, the, the cheese I'm thinking of, Phil, is Boursin. Boursin. That's like a sp- soft cheese spread. And it's rammed with flavor. That's like cheese jam, Boursin. Yes, that is. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, Lord, save me from all the delicious cheese out there. That sounded like Frank Skinner. Do you think? Yeah, you sound like Frank Skinner just then. Uh, maybe that's um, who I channel when I when I pray or when I mention cheese. That makes sense. Maybe. Do you not? Are you not like? Do you not like cheese? Phil? I went through a period be... of really being into brie and having brie on yeah. crackers a, a good bit. Yeah. Um, you were crackers for brie on crackers. It, it, th- what's nice about cheese is, as someone who loves red wine, but only but I don't. I can't really drink red wine on its own. It has to be with food because the food brings out the taste. In the wine that is supposed to be there, oh, so I I don't really drink wine on its own unless it's white wine. Mm-hmm. But look, hey, this isn't the Phil's wine podcast. Is it? No. What's what cheese? You wouldn't even have it as part of a as part of a plowman's booze. Well, what's really good about cheese is that it goes well. A lot of it goes well with a lot of red wine, and it's just something to put in your mouth if you're not having dinner. It's just something to put in your mouth for the proteins to react with that wine and for you to get the the full taste of the wine out. So uh-huh. that's why it tends to be served with wine cheese. Uh, red wine. Right. Yeah. That's why I got into it for a while, for a while. So you <laughs> You got into cheese as a cover story for while you were drinking all that booze. <laughs> it worked for the did French. You, um, it did, yeah. Did you grow up with cheese? How East Asian was your cheese exposure earlier? Well, not very much at all. Yeah. It I mean dairy yeah. is hard to find in Malaysia. And in East Asia, 
in general. I mean, like one of Australia's main exports is um, is powdered milk to China. Mm. Um, you know, I, there's it's just they're just not very dairy cultures. We like finding fresh milk is really hard in Malaysia. Really, yeah, really, really hard. Milk Gosh. is mostly condensed or powdered. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, only certain supermarkets would have, like, fresh milk. Um, cheese? Yeah, we didn't have much cheese at all. You can you can imagine eating, like, cheese, like, in, in a very hot climate is not pleasant. <laughs> like, that kind of clinging to your mouth sensation, like, mm, and it's steaming God. hot. <laughs> it doesn't really go together. <laughs> With some warm, warm wine. <laughs> yeah, most of the cheese you would, I guess, there'd only be cheese at fast food places, like cheese sauce at KFC, or like the cheese in a burger or something. But that's like cheaper, yeah. cheaper American cheese. And like, like, um, yeah, gloop that will never go off. Yeah, gloop that doesn't burn. Have you seen those videos of someone like literally holding a slice of craft cheese on on a hob, turning on the flame, and it doesn't melt? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of like warps a bit and blackens like like a piece of plastic, but it doesn't melt. Uh, that's not cool, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like that at all, thank you, no. Yeah. That's awful. Oh, God. It's like when you see when the people put a, a Big Mac in Perspex and it doesn't rot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So if you went to a supermarket in Malaysia where they had fresh milk... Would it be just be full of full of honkies? Huh. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they would. Fix. Yeah, it would be at the like the honky supermarket. The sort of expat supermarkets would have them. Yeah, the smart there'd a, places. There'd be a bunch of there'd be a bunch of uh, Malaysians outside being like, "Oh, they always come here for their milk." <laughs> also, keep in mind, you know, a lot of Chinese people are lactose intolerant. Like my dad is basically yes. lactose intolerant. And because the, they've never developed the enzyme for lactose, because it's never been a big part of the yeah. diet. Yeah, the the Japanese are over ninety percent lactose intolerant, and the Irish are the other way around. <laughs> yeah, the Irish are ninety percent intolerant to anything that isn't milk. <laughs> Guinness is actually milk. You heard it here first. The bit on the top is milk. The white bit. That's how you know, yeah. <laughs> but it's mad. It's mad. It's how, yeah, how, that something like that can be genetic. Do you think that um, that is the one way that we can counteract the growing might of red China? Is that we, if we just make them all um, have something really milky, they'll fart and shit themselves to death? Uh, two words: milk aerosol. Ple- <laughs> milk aerosol de- deployed on, on the field. <laughs> like uh, like World War One, just like the smoke. Yeah, they're like, what is that? Mustard gas? No, full fat. Ah, <laughs> it's red label. No, <laughs> we're gonna have to deploy the gold tops. But sir, I said deploy the gold tops. <laughs> oh, what is it? What's that smell? It's creamy. I. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it's working. They're pooping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I mean then, it's not uh, a crazy idea, to be completely frank. It's not. I've heard sillier ideas. I like, and then like a, a like a, a guy, you get a cow to like stand up, right? Mm. And then a guy stands behind the cow and like squirts the milk like it's an anti-aircraft gun, like all four others, like. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, it's uh it's an idea. It's an idea. We, you you can't say it's not an idea. If you're going to if you're going to criticize our idea for counteracting the might of red china with milk bombs, well then you better criticize it while you have a better idea ready to go. <laughs> yeah, only constructive criticism here, please, about weaponized milk. I'd like that um, because China and and also India as well, but but let's, China's the scarier one, I think. And also India. I mean, um, they, if anyone they, can take their milk, huh, it's India. <laughs> you, they they clarify their butter. They want their butter to be even more buttery, <laughs> and they enjoy that. The if you want, like, I want to hear a conspiracy that um, so China and India the obesity rates are like rocketing up. Right? Oh, are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, think about how not fat both of those populations were up until even the end of the Cold Yeah, but why now? Because they have McDonald's and dairy and beef and sugar and fat. Yeah, and but that's like and, that's like a nineties kind of thing. Now it's all vegan and health food and all that sort of thing. Vegan? What's vegan? That's a Western thing. Well, so much. Mm, okay. Right, I maintain that the fa- the whole fast food thing this is quite late to be seeing the results of that in in India and China. Dude, like 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 rural China did not have a McDonald's before the okay. end of the Cold War. The Soviet Union didn't. Right. Also, remember, sugar and fat and potatoes are vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there are fully Hindu and Jain compliant McDonald's in India. Right, right, right. Sure. And you can get like an extra large double, you know, kulfi or, or or mango lassi or whatever, and like vegan burgers and. Can like you get a, a mango lassi at McDonald's in India? I think you oh. can. Yeah, or maybe it's kulfi or what was it? I saw the uh, Indian McDonald's menu and it blew oh my, my mind. Oh my days! A McDonald's mango lassi. I'm I'm genuinely salivating right now. Have you been to um, a McDonald's in Germany? You can just get lager. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, they have lager on like in like a like a brrr, like a little machine. Oh my god! You have an absolutely massive pint with your McDonald's. Oh my god! And they don't even need to have bouncers in their McDonald's. Not like here. Well, I mean, in Malaysia, KFC and I, I know KFC maybe burking is up, but you you can get rice with in the meals. Um. Some of these options that are unique to Indian McDonald's are the Veg Pizza McPuff. What? <laughs> There's so many well, different names of food in it. Pizza McPuff. A veg Pizza McPuff. So like, is that? I'm guessing that's a cal- like a calzone, a little puff. Well, if it isn't, it- oh well, aren't you just a little Veg Pizza McPuff? <laughs> uh, Maharaja Mac. Wow, what's that? I think it's like a Big Mac. It says choose veg or chicken. A McAlu Tiki. Sort of potato patty. A McSpicy Paneer. McSpicy Paneer. 
Dosa Masala Burger. McSpicy Paneer <laughs> sounds like... Uh, it sounds like... A borderline racist nickname for like a legendary <laughs> legendary Sikh soldier in the British Army. But it wasn't racist at the time. In at the time it was very affectionate because he saved the whole That's legend. it, that's it, that's it. But they called yeah. they called him McSpicy Paneer. Yeah. He he, he was, was part of the Scottish Highlanders. Sikh. But Yeah, he was a Sikh who got transferred to the Highland Regiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. And he was he got a Victoria Cross. Yeah, and now there's a lot of controversy about whether or not the monument to him should be A, erected, and B, have a little explainer that his nickname is offensive now, but wasn't at the time. Yeah. But he didn't get enough recognition. But also, yeah, endless footnotes. <laughs> the McAlu the Tiki Burger, the one that never goes out of flavor. What? That's what it says. Favor. Never goes out of favor. They've put an L in brackets. For labor. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. A bit too much going on, I'd say. There's a lot going on because th- things you don't say when something doesn't taste nice, you don't go, well, that's out of flavor. <laughs> I think someone just saw an opportunity for a pun and just couldn't let it pass. Okay, so Phil, this, let's, let's, this, is, this is a good game. This is like Tat. What do you think the McAlu Tiki Burger is? Well, alu is potato, isn't it? Yes. So McAlu tiki. Now, this is where I'm. I'm. I have to second guess. Is it tiki in reference to tikka or tiki in reference to Hawaiian stuff? Because th- I don't think it's Hawaiian. Okay. Although I, I would also have made that. It's two Ks, weirdly. Right. So is it like? Can you make tikka potato? Uh, sort of, yeah. So it's a. It doesn't look well. I was going to say it doesn't look very delicious. It looks like McDonald's. You know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, Toy food. A golden fried vegetarian patty prepared with peas and potato, and infused with aromatic spices in a bun. And then it's got, yeah, in a bun. So it's got tomato, shredded red onion, and a kind of tomato mayonnaise. That's a lot of starch. That's a carb hit. Oh yeah. Well, see, this is what I'm talking about. Being everyone been fat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting fat, man. And I want to see a conspiracy theory that the West is giving our horrible foods to them to sabotage their development as countries. That's interesting. China has... Uh, diabetes rate is shooting up. India's diabetes rate is shooting up. They're all getting big and fat. But America, the home of obesity, is a very powerful nation. So it obviously hasn't held them back. Yeah, but it's declining. Hmm. And America, if you get fat and die of a heart attack, America doesn't make anyone pay for it. Right, right, yes. You just die. You just die. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think's in this next one? McEgg. McEgg. It's just an egg burger, is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's an egg, and the slogan is because eggs are great any time of the day. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Would you care for a midnight egg? I do like an egg. I had an egg for lunch. I had. I had the lunch of a lazy Chinese uncle. I had rice and a fried egg Ooh. on top and some soy sauce and some chili oil. Very good. Um, lazy Chinese uncle. That's a good name for that dish. The lazy, Yeah, lazy Chinese uncle. They, yeah. That's good. So sunny side, how do you want your egg? Sunny side up? Lazy Chinese uncle? Oh, I'll get lazy Chinese uncle, please. <laughs> oh, yes, please. 
Dosa Masala Burger, a McVeggie. They still have a McChicken. Well, I'm, I'm, McSpicy Paneer is actually a lovely name. I'm really coming around to it. <laughs> it's a crispy and spicy paneer patty with creamy tandoori sauce and a lettuce, that sounds lovely. lettuce topping. It does sound lovely. McSpicy Spicy paneer. paneer wrap. It's got all the chicken options. And the Maharaja Mac. It's basically a vegetarian Big Mac. Well, it all sounds fantastic. Yeah. What about Chinese McDonald's? But I, I think that's the conspiracy theory, is that they'll be... If, if they'd stayed as healthy as they were before we started giving them um, artificial plastic food that gives you diabetes and makes you fat and gets you addicted. And and remember, makes uh, makes the West all the money. They're all Western companies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a conspiracy theory. We're getting money... We're making money as we're making their population less able to fight. Right, okay. Interesting. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's a, as far as conspiracy theories go, it's a good one. It's a good it's, one. It's, I think I'm just, it's one of those ones that I would have thought I'd have seen by now somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I, think it's a bit, I think it's a bit too plausible, Pierre. That's why it hasn't really caught on mm. in conspiracy circles. It's just it's a bit too sensible. Yeah, <laughs> I need to involve. You're like, in an uncanny valley, Pierre. Somehow. You're in the conspiracy yeah. theory uncanny valley between the believable and the unbelievable, where where no one is going to get interested. A, you got to chuck an Elvis in there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you see in China you're going to have three three kids now? Yeah, you can have three fat little kids. I was watching. I was watch, I was watching this BBC um, like Vox Pops thing. BBC reporter out mm. on the streets in China is asking um, Chinese people if they would want to have three kids, and they're all like, "No!" They're all like, "Absolutely <laughs> not." <laughs> two is enough. The kids are right there, and they're like, "These two are enough of a fucking nightmare." And the the kids are just there, like, mm. <laughs> and there's one, there's one little girl who's like, "Man, I want a little brother, a little sister," and the mom's like, "No, absolutely not." It's really funny, actually. <laughs> Also, it's like Chinese parents that the BBC are speaking to in the street of Beijing. So they're like, these two little fucking monsters are enough of a problem. And you look and one of them is playing the cello. <laughs> the other one is just reading through their amazing exam results. And you think, yeah, I can see why you wouldn't want three. <laughs> Maybe it's because they see parenting as such a big project, like Tiger Mum. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a big deal. It's a real commitment, I guess. Whereas if you if you raise your kids like an outside dog, you're like yeah three four whatever. <laughs> I don't even see him the whole I sometimes day. think you know the the one child policy generation, like imagine growing up where the words, the words and the the words brother and sister were completely abstract, completely conceptual. There was something that, yeah, there was something that only your parents would say, and there would have been a period where even the parents wouldn't have right or like. There must have been. I suppose, it was on for a I mean, while, wasn't it? They initially they did it region by region, I think. But yes, yeah, so if someone was like, "I have a brother," you'd be like, "What are you, 60? Yeah, 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 yeah. So weird, but also because the the, the culture is so biased towards baby boys. Yeah, um, and there were all those secret abortions if people had girls. That's right. There's like 10 million extra men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is China. 10 million horny men. China is throbbing with men. 
It's raining men in China. It's <laughs> It's raining men in Shenzhen. <laughs> Ten million horny boys, Phil, looking for someone to 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 to. It's to ra- fuck and there's it's no one. raining Tiananmen, Pierre. It's raining Tiananmen. <laughs> What are they going to do? This is another, like, historically, when one population gets far too many, like, young men competing for resources, you get, like, you know, Vikings. Yeah, it's not good. It's never it's never a good precursor to the country's next couple of decades, having too many <laughs> unsatisfied young men. It doesn't work out yeah, well. If, you go, right, we've got lots of young men who can't get jobs, and they're really horny, and they're all under 30, and there aren't any women. You go, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, that way disaster lies. Someone's going to come along and offer them hats and guns. I, I guess it would be fine if there was a country out there with the opposite problem, but there isn't. There is, if there was like some Amazonian nation out there that we could just... La- Ladyland? Yeah, we could just do a swap or something. It's also a problem because if these guys are all Han Chinese, they don't probably... You know, I mean, the way China China's attitude to its own minorities is not exactly progressive. Uh-huh. So if all 10,000 of them are Han Chinese, and it's like, well, there's some... uh, uh, If all 10 million of them are are Han Chinese, and they're like, uh, well, you know, there's uh, there's some guys who are kind of Turkic over here, and it's like, nope. Mm. Mm. Nope. Not going to happen. Even if India had, had not done the same thing and had 10 million extra women, instead of also having 10 million extra men, yeah, they would... The neither government would be in favor of that exchange program. Yeah, it's in the way that beggars can't be choosers. Uh, an extra ten million can't be picky. <laughs> is the is the next generation of Chinese people going to be even like so beautiful? Because the level of selection, like all the men, will be so handsome. It'd be the opposite of Russia. <laughs> the opposite because that happened in Russia after World War Two. What happened? Well, there's just no men. Right, right, right. Oh, right. That's why, yeah, I mean, like, Vladimir Putin, I mean, his power aside, Vladimir Putin looks like a sad eagle. <laughs> Gosh, I never thought about and that. You and you and I, you and I both know people who've lived in Russia, and they all come back and say the same thing, or visit there, and they say, all the men look like furious, furious How has it stayed uh, so masculine a country? Well, they're because they're, they're, they're like uh, they they came back from war and they were like I I know I look like a potato but I can choose from fourteen women. Oh yeah, of course, lovely, lovely. So, but China's going to have the opposite. China's going to have all these girls. Like, wh- which of the ten million bachelors will I select? Like a huge reality show. Yeah, I was just going to say they're going to have to do the Bachelor, but not even for TV, just every day, <laughs> just as a civic <laughs> service. <laughs> The the bachelor, but the first layer of filtering is just like huge metrics, like height. I mean, the, yeah, it's gonna get, it's gonna end up on apps, and I think, I think I saw a while back, like there are these parents, I think in Beijing or Shanghai, and there's a park or a spot in a particular park in the city, where these parents yeah. of unmarried men, they just go to the park and they have photos of their sons, and they talk to other parents, and <clears throat> like they don't even consult their sons, and they stick. They stick pictures of, the, of their sons on trees and stuff, like they're missing, but well, they aren't. Like they're just looking dogs. for a wife, like a lost dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At what point, though, do your parents get so like? What's so wrong with these guys? Well, nothing. They're just extra. I guess they're just they're the extra. They're men. just not already rich. They're just spare men. But if but if you have a daughter, do you do you ever go to the lonely man dog park? Well, this is it. Yeah, surely it's just parents of lonely sons meeting other parents of lonely sons. It's an indirect sausage fest. <laughs> It's just a bunch of parents meeting up going, no one will fuck my son. <laughs> and a load of other parents going, me too. Put his face on a tree like he's been kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I've, I've got uh, some of the uh, 10 awesome McDonald's foods you can only get in China. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Pineapple pie. Pineapple pie. Mm-hmm. Like oh, was it like the apple, like the McDonald's apple pie, but with pineapple in it? Yeah, lovely. It's got pineapple that in it, boy. Delish. It looks pretty yes, good. Please. Taro pie. Taro, lovely little taro, little root. It's a root, yeah. It's a root. It's all purpley. That's right. It's sort of yummy, and yummy. Yeah. Yummy, yummy. Sichuan double chicken burger. That sounds fantastic, to be honest. Yeah, it does. It seems pretty... I mean, it's it's McDonald's. Congee. You can get congee. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can get it in Malaysia. Holy crap. Yeah. Not, not McDonald's. God, so. McDonald's. Maybe, maybe. My God, it's a side dish at McDonald's. That's crackers. A customer can order congee of three different varieties. Wow, yeah, yeah. No fucking way! It's only available in the morning. Oh my yeah. god, that's the equivalent of a. <laughs> yeah, that's their um, <clears throat> McMuffin. McMuffin, salted egg yolk with chicken, chicken with preserved egg, and pickled cabbage with bamboo shoot. The, all, all the stoners in in China are campaigning to have it all day. <laughs> Come on, dude! Do kanji all hey, day, bro. man. Come on, man. If I don't get here before 10 a.m. and you, I can't get my pickled cabbage with bamboo shoot kanji, <laughs> it's fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> what do you like, the time police? <laughs> <laughs> and then in China, they're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, we do have that division, yeah. <laughs> we will call the time police if you do not leave. <laughs> <laughs> Red bean boba tea. Oh, God. The Chinese love some red bean. I could never get on board with red bean. Red bean was the bane what of my you... fucking life growing up. You'd ask for a dessert, How... and they'd be like, of course you can have dessert. Here's some beans. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> like a really low-stakes prank. <laughs> Let's see if he notices that we've actually given him beans. Mmm, <laughs> yum. Who needs cake when I have beans? <laughs> is it just the the sugariest thing that grows in china no, it, they add sugar to it they put it in a sweet sauce i don't know why i mean i've seen I no idea i've why. seen that thing where it's like red bean like in a bun and it's supposed to be a dessert like a sweet yeah donut. yeah that's right yeah, yeah yeah and you'll see some well-meaning western menu translating it like it's kind of like a donut like a bit like a jam donut yeah 
it it wasn't Phil. It was like a jam line. <laughs> yeah, beans. Disgusting. Red bean butter. I don't bean. miss the red beans. No, man. I tried them once in London, I think with you, actually, and I was not impressed. <laughs> Just a paste. Bean paste. Uh, spicy McWings. Basically, That's like... That's uh, normal. It looks like uh, stepping into the colonel's territory. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Criss-cut fries. Like grids. Ooh. Potato yeah. grids. Potato grids. Um, bizarre combos. That's the name of the dish? Ed, yeah, and an excellent trumpet player. <laughs> um, you can get like five-person combos. Five-person combos? Yeah, so they, they're offering all these like bigger combos than just like a one meal. That's just to encourage, is very Chinese. To encourage parents to have three kids now. It's it's it, and it's also just um, you know, and only only uh, decadent Western capitalist culture would would have an individual meal. Deal. Yeah, very wasteful. Wasteful. You will eat with your neighbors. It come yeah. The the five person combos comes with a McLazy Susan. They can spin around. <laughs> a lazy Ronald. <laughs> Lazy the clown's face. Um, a Japanese beef bowl. Wow! You Japanese beef bowl. What are you, what are you doing? Hey, get out of here, you Japanese who's the beef bowl. Ja- <laughs> hey, who's the Japanese beef bowl? <laughs> and now, Phil, I will give you yeah. £20 okay. if you can guess the nationality of the final item. Huh. We've already had Japanese beef bowl, bit of a surprise. Yeah. There were some wings earlier. Yeah. Um, weird combos, criss-cut fries. So this final example here. I'm. I don't. You don't have to guess even what it okay. is. Just I want the country. Portugal. No, but it's as weird. I think. So you can get apparently the German sausage double beef burger. Uh... What? I went. I went. Like I went to logical. I was like Macau, Portugal. Egg tarts are quite popular. Portugal. No. Oh, clever! Yeah. Clever boy. Try too hard. Try to be too clever. No, it's just German sausage. <laughs> German sausage double beef burger. <laughs> is that? Is there much of a German? I guess. Well, I guess. Um, Tsingtao Lager is from the. That's true. The Germans used to run Shanghai, didn't they? Well, Tsingtao wasn't it? Did they run Shanghai as well? Do they have, do they have Shanghai as well? I don't know. Anyway, this has been a fun deep dive into the McDonald's menus of the world. Unexpected. Unexpected, but delicious. <laughs> um, the Shanghai International Settlement. Okay, it was a sort of a bit British and a bit American. Oh, how weird. Uh, how weird. Anyway, thanks, yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Go get your jab guys. and remember Enjoy- to buy Microsoft. Jab- remember to buy. Remember to buy Microsoft. Um, extra date: Soho, seventh, eighth, ninth of June, coming up nine p.m. Phil at the London Palladium, London Palladium, twelfth of, of June. See me and Lorenzo there. See him there. Bye. Bye. 
Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.